0: Well, we're talking all about communication this week, and this episode is going to focus on two specific things. Number one, what we can do if we find we are communicating emotionally, and what we can do if someone else is communicating emotionally with us. You see, we need a balance of healthy, mindful communication and healthy emotional communication. So let's explore this right now. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Strength, Yoga, and Freedom podcast. My name is Justin. I'm always so excited to bring you these episodes. So glad that you're here. This is the podcast where we use the philosophy of yoga in a practical and everyday way, one step at a time to become happier people. I There is so much coming up, you guys. I cannot wait to share it with you. First of all, don't forget, if you have not yet viewed the new yoga practice that I've put out on the YouTube channel, It is called A 30-Minute Flow and Go, and it came out last week. I really highly recommend that that practice. If you are new to yoga, maybe if you just need a little 30-minute refresher in your day, it's a great one. Check that out. Next week, by the way, we are going to have Rewind episodes airing, and I really, really love Rewind episodes because Rewind episodes give you the ability to go back and take a look at the things we've talked about in the past on this podcast and refresh ourselves on them because then we can keep everything we're learning day in and day out, one day at a time, in the forefront because this is the stuff that is going to create a little, hopefully, a little more happiness in your life. And the two episodes coming out are gonna be all about uh, the fear of missing out, FOMO, and we're also gonna talk about the four things we do that lead to self-betrayal and people-pleasing. So, great episodes that we've already aired that will re-air next week, so keep your eye out for those things, and also be sure to look at all of the links in the description of this podcast, or if you're on YouTube, in the description of the video, For all great stuff like Instagram, following me for Instagram, signing up for our newsletter, the wonderful Kenzie and her sweet treats that you can order for any occasion, check all that stuff out. So let's get to today's episode because on Tuesday's episode, the last episode of this podcast, the topic of mindful communication was discussed. And we also discovered that communicating from a place of mindfulness has great benefits. We talked about where the lessons here are derived from, and that is Satcha, which is one of the yamas of yoga. And in in a yama in yoga, a yama is one of the eight limbs of yoga. The yamas of yoga are restraints, meaning this is a form of communication, the mindful communication we get into where we speak from a place of truth and realness We restrain from using tons of emotion in our communication that could harm someone, all right? So you're coming into a place of realness, the center of your being. That's satya. We talked about how being real, though, is not easy, but that being real is the gateway to freedom. And we reviewed some tips with regards to how we can stay really mindful if we are speaking or if someone is speaking to us. So be sure to check out that episode because it's got a lot of foundation for where we're going today. And that's where we're going now. We're gonna begin with defining what emotional conversations are all about. Now these kinds of conversations are the ones that can be really difficult to deal with if you are the one speaking or the one receiving. And here's why. Because when you start practicing mindful communication, like we talked about in the last episode, you are starting to rewire your brain to start being able to process what you are saying before you say it. And you begin to choose your words very carefully. So these conversations that are more emotional in nature tend to be more difficult because our brains not, are not generally wired to stop and think and pause before we say things and speak things that are of a difficult nature. And we're going to talk a little bit about this in a moment. You're also speaking your truth when it comes to more mindful conversations than you are emotional conversations. But as I mentioned in that last episode, mindful communication and emotional communications cross over many, many times. Emotional conversations are those difficult conversations you might have to have where a lot of feelings are involved. You like maybe setting boundaries over things, maybe breaking up with someone or ending relationships or maybe you're communicating to someone else how you are feeling and why you are feeling a certain way. And we're, kind of, we're gonna kind of address all of this today. So let's start there. Let's start with us being the ones who are doing the emotional communication. So we're gonna be the speaker as we begin this. And if you find that you get yourself, this is number one, if you find that you get yourself into a situation where your feelings are at the forefront which they inevitably will. I mean, it's never going to change, right? You can rewire your brain to change how you are speaking, you know, in those kinds of conversations, but you're not ever going to rewire your brain to not have feelings because it just doesn't work that way. When you do do this, though, when your feelings are in the forefront and you're speaking with your feelings, your body is in a different state it begins to have these alarm bells that sound and your stress hormones escalate. And that's what causes fight or flight responses. When this happens, you almost feel like you're out of your mind when you're speaking. Have you ever felt like that? You get so emotionally charged that when you start speaking, you don't even even know the words that are coming out of your mouth. And you say this often to yourself, right? You'll say things like, I don't even know what I'm saying. I don't even know what I'm saying. (laughs) Because we're in a different state in our body. You can't even help yourself sometimes. An example of this is if you're in a situation where something upsets you, right? You are like you're waiting in line, for example, for something like coffee in in a local coffee shop, but you're also running late. So now here comes the alarm bells in your body. You're stressed because you're late. You're stressed because you have to wait in line now. All the things that you have to do for the day, they're piling up, you know every minute counts, blah, 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 blah. So your emotions start to rise and then everyone ahead of you in line is getting annoying. It's like that maybe when you're driving too. Do you ever notice that all the lights are red when you're in a hurry? That's not really the case, that's not really true. It's your thinking that the lights are all red when you're in a hurry. Let's go back to that coffee shop and take a look at when you finally get up to the counter and the employee takes your order, but because you're so emotional and you're focused solely on getting to where you're going, you're so hasty and you're quick with your speech and then you get the coffee and maybe there's a mistake. So now here comes all that verbal dialogue that's not really pleasant towards the person who's working at the coffee shop. You see, that coffee shop has made mistakes before, but today, for you, it's just too much, and out comes the nasty dialogue. And not just out loud, because it could come out out loud, but also, in your head, you're saying those things to yourself. That's number one. And then number two, you could use this for any example. Like, I use driving as an example, You also might use this if you see maybe your spouse leave their shoes where someone will trip and you've had conversations with your spouse about this. And on most days, maybe it doesn't matter that much and you just move them out of the way. But today, if your emotions are on high alert, they're going to piss you off even more. And all of a sudden, when you see your spouse, maybe the name calling begins. And you see, that's where emotional dialogue can get you into a little bit of trouble. Now, I want to say this. Emotions are normal and feelings are, are normal. In fact, psychologists will tell you that feeling emo- emotions are extremely important. And I think we all know as human beings too that feeling emotions are super important. The mistake we all make though is that we think something is wrong when we feel negative emotions and then we start to act out on them in a negative way because we feel like we need to feel better because those emotions don't feel good, right? And that's what we do. When we get into situations where something doesn't feel good, we as human beings want to feel better quickly because we don't like the feelings. And that's what happens in these types of situations too. When we're talking to people, we don't like the feelings, so we're gonna start to say things or blurt things out that are going to hurt others, but maybe make us feel better. But, I want you to start looking at negative feelings as a positive, as natural, as practicing Satcha, truthfulness. Because when you do that, you are going to shift your mindset over time to understand that what you are feeling is super normal and you do not need to take those feelings out on innocent people. We are human, we will make mistakes, So give yourself grace, be easy on yourself, but also know that the more you fight feelings and you run from them, the more you are going to lash out verbally at other people. It's important to feel feelings, but it is also important to know how you act on those feelings, more on that in a minute. But I also want to say one more thing about communicating emotionally before we talk about if someone else is doing this to you. If you have to have a hard conversation with someone that will be emotionally charged for yourself or the other person, like maybe breaking up or ending a relationship, having to terminate someone someone's employment, and let me just say this, I myself have had to terminate employment for people many, many times, being in management for almost 20 years. And, Not one time have I ever felt great about doing that, no matter what the person did. And there were things that people did that I had to terminate them for that were very egregious. And even though that happened, I still felt a sense of guilt. And I have learned to understand that that was normal and that was okay. Because what you're essentially doing, no matter what the person has done, is you're taking their income away. And while you're doing that hard thing by emotionally charged saying I'm sorry but we're not employing you anymore you know for the in the long run it's best for the whole organization and, and 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 themselves and yourself it still doesn't make it any better in the moment so understand that terminating someone's employment if you are a person who has to do that feeling emotions with that is very normal and also boundary setting okay boundary setting is another one that you we communicate emotionally and I talked about that at the beginning, but the best advice to get here is advice that I've gotten so many, 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 many times. And that is one thing to keep at the for- forefront in these conversations that is the purpose of the conversation and sticking to the purpose of the conversation. Because this is the time that you tap into the mindful communication portion. You are trying to accomplish someone, something with someone by speaking your truth. As emotional as it may be, it is important to remain present and mindful in purpose. So if you do have to terminate someone's employment in the forefront, you have to remember the termination is coming because it is going to be for the good of all parties involved while it will suck in the present. Same goes for breakups. Same goes for whatever it is that you're, you're dealing with on emotional level like that. What is the purpose in the forefront? Retraining your brain to do that is huge, and you can do that. But let's first talk about if someone else is coming at you from an emotional place with conversation. Now, number one, remember, and I said this in the last episode, you do not have to have conversations with people that are abusive in nature or that make you uncomfortable, All you need to do is pause and say, you know what, I need some time to process what you have just said, and I will be back to you when I am able to clear my mind. So you're basically telling the other person, hey, you came at me with some bullshit that I was not expecting or that I don't know how to respond right now, even though you have feelings building up as the other person's talking. Again, it's all about saying, you know what, I'm uncomfortable right now. How many times have you actually done that? Have you ever said to a person, what you just said is extremely uncomfortable for me, and I don't know how to respond because I'm angry or because I'm upset or because I'm blindsided or whatever, and it's making me anxious, so I don't want to respond. Have have you ever done that? I'm here to tell you, when you do that, boy, are you unlocking some satcha because you are coming from a place of truth by saying, I don't know what to say in response. I mean, in your head, you know what you wanna say, right? You wanna say things like, fuck you, how could you? You're a piece of shit, what are you doing? Coming at me, blah, blah, you know, all that stuff, right? But can we come back to truthfulness and mindfulness if someone's coming at you? It's just like being, and I'll move into this next section, it's just like being ambushed with, with, with at work, for example, and, HR departments and managers at, at jobs love ambush meetings. And I'm going to tell you why. They are fearful. And we're going to come back to that in a moment. But realize the same thing happens when the HR department wants to talk to you or the manager or the supervisor, whomever, whomever it is, wants to talk to you. If they pull you into a meeting to discuss something you are not prepared for, you have every right to say, excuse me. I am not prepared for a conversation like this and in order to honor myself and you so that, and this organization so I can give you the best answers, we are going to stop this meeting now and we will revisit it when I am not so overwhelmed and I'm not so nervous as you have brought me in here and ambushed me without any warning. so so I can collect myself and give you the answers you need. We will return when we are when I'm ready to return. The other parties, if they try to force you to continue, that's gonna be on them and not on you because you have said you are uncomfortable and you are okay to say you are uncomfortable. This works very well when you get into those ambush meetings with people who think that bringing you into an office with no warning to go over something important is the best way to handle a situation because it's not the best way to handle a situation. The, the, as I mentioned, when people do that, they do that out of fear because they don't want to tell you why you're going to go into a meeting because they don't want you to go into your mind and start to think about answers or think about ways to get out of whatever you're, they're going to talk to you about, right? That's why they do that. They don't want you to cause a scene essentially, which is cowardly, to be honest, it's very cowardly. So you as a person have the right to say, I am not going to continue this conversation. You are more than someone pulling you into a meeting and not telling you why. You are honorable. You do not have to go into any closed room with any person that makes you feel uncomfortable. And that's not just at work, that's outside of work too. If you feel uncomfortable, say so and end the meeting. Same goes with personal conversations that can be ambushed. Do not ask the other person who's coming at you to calm down because we know that that's gonna make it worse. Telling someone to calm down when they are in an emotionally charged state is the worst thing you can say. Once they've gone through all their verbal diarrhea and they've spewed it out on you and you're just sitting there, you are more than welcome to say again, "Hey, listen. Once you have started to calm down and we're, and you can say things that are of rational nature, we will continue this conversation. Or when you can stop name-calling, we will continue the conversation. Or when you can stop swearing, we can cont- whatever the whatever your boundary is, you do not have to stay in the conversation. So many of us feel like we need to stay in the conversation because we want to finish and deal with what we're de- you know deal with that situation right now so we'll feel better about it. But the opposite is so true. You don't have to stay in it if the conversation is not going a way that's going to be productive whatsoever. The switch that gives you the ability to stay present is really important when it comes to you communicating with someone emotionally or if they're communicating with you, vice versa. And one last thing I'm gonna say about that is that it is important to be able to communicate your feelings, okay? It is very important to be able to communicate your feelings. I believe that if you are truly communicating your feelings, you are doing it directly with someone who you know you can trust. Some may call this venting, and I believe it's important to have people in your life who you can vent to. Right? Where you can talk about anything or anyone without judgment. If you have a person or two in your life that's like this, where you can go to complain about that line in the coffee shop or the irritating day at work or the way you were treated by your friend or your coworker or whatever is so important. It's very healthy and it's very normal to express your feelings to someone you trust. Now, what can be unhealthy and what mistakes can come, where mistakes can come, is that expressing your feelings to someone in the moment before you process the feelings can get you into trouble. That's the difference. It's not the feelings that are the issue. It is how you react that is the issue. Training yourself, like you've trained yourself to go onto your phone and use your cell phone, training yourself to change how you communicate like you trained yourself to drive a car, to turn on lights, to stop for the coffee in the morning, to reach for the alcohol if you feel shitty, or to do the job you have to do, you've trained yourself to do all those things, haven't you? Then you can train yourself to change how you react when it comes to emotional conversation. You've proved that you can train yourself to do things by all those things I've listed, it's that this is a harder thing to train yourself to do, and you have to be present to do it. Feelings are good, feelings are normal, feelings are extremely healthy. How you handle them is a whole different story. And not every conversation you have is meant for everyone else's ears. So often we think that if we talk about something or someone when they are not in our presence, or something, or you're not in the place that you're talking about or whatever, So often we think that that's gossiping or being an awful person, but I'm going to tell you something right now. Wouldn't you rather work through something with regards to someone else or something else and then honor that other person by speaking mindfully to them instead of being an asshole to them? Give yourself permission to do this, my friends, but watch out for patterns, if you're constantly complaining about someone else or everyone else, and you're talking about everybody else all the time, that's when it's time to reevaluate things. But working through things for yourself with another person is none of anyone else's business, none of their business. Now, I've had to work really hard to understand this myself. And now I am to a point where if someone wants to talk about me behind my back and discuss things about me so that they can work through their own shit, and then come back and treat me more honorably, I am all for it, I'd rather have you do that than bitch and whine and scream and complain and take out all your crap on me. Coming at me with your bullshit is way less effective than you working through your bullshit while I'm not around because guess what my friends, your feelings and what others bring up in you is never about them, it is about you and how you handle yourself in this world so if i bring up certain feelings and you need to discuss them with someone else that is not my business that has nothing to do with me that is all about you so i want you to start thinking about when you have to work through things emotionally do it when the other people that are involved are not around so that when you can talk to them you treat them honorably You see, my friends, Satcha is working through your truth. It's working through the courage that it takes to stand in your truth. And it's not going to be easy. But wouldn't you rather treat people honorably than lash out at them? Because when all you're doing and you're lashing out at other people and acting foolish is indulging in your own self-denial, your own fears and worries, and it's not about the other person. So conversations about the other people are not really about the other people, they're about you. And that's what I'm gonna leave you with as you think about that over this weekend. Where are you having these emotional conversations? How are you having them? And how are you reacting when someone has them with you? I hope that these tips and tricks gave you some great things to think about. And until I see you next time, I hope that wherever you're at, however you're communicating, you're finding a lot of communication and it, it, within yourself and you're diving within yourself because you deserve to understand yourself so that you can live your happiest life. See you next time. Okay, one last thing. The content in the Strength, Yoga, and Freedom podcast is not intended as a replacement or a substitution for the advice of any medical professional, like a physician, a psychologist, or a qualified therapist, or any other medical professional. It is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only.